Blessed greetings, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Tune Up with Pastor Shirley Johnson. What an extraordinary time we had in the month of October, gaining a better viewership of ourselves through the Identity Crisis series. Satan is the orchestrator of Identity Crisis and attempts to give us an unhealthy image of ourselves, one that conflicts with the defined image crafted by God. The Bible reminds us of our identity, fashioned fearfully and wonderfully, made in the image of God and his likeness, join heirs with Christ and the redeemed of the Lord. This series caused me to shift my mirror to reflect how Christ sees me, a triumphant victor and not a victim, able to accomplish anything through Christ's strength, a worker together with Christ, and a child of the Most High God. Satan will attempt to call into question our identities using any possible weakness or insecurity that we may have so that he can create an alternate identity and an identity crisis. This crisis, which is designed to destroy us, can be conquered using the Word of God, creating an identity crisis that gives us a 2020 vision for our self-image. The Identity Crisis series has certainly challenged me to see beyond a, the natural lens and to look past my current situation to prevent an identity crisis from happening. And also, it's made it easier for me to allow momentary circumstances not to usher in a faulty thinking process about who I am and who God's created me to be. I pray this series reinforced a healthy viewership for you as well. Today, we're going to shift from victory through a renewed viewership resulting from our identity crisis to restoration. Identity crisis often leave behind a residue of pain, hurt, shame, and sometimes disconnection from God. This separation leaves us feeling brokenhearted and alone, longing for an emotional healing. But God always has restoration waiting around the corner of an identity crisis. It is an incomplete experience to have an identity crisis without restoration, without allowing the healing power of God to fix your viewership and put back together all of our broken pieces. Let's pray and get tuned up in the word of God together, and then we'll hop right into our lesson. Father, the nursery rhyme says, all the king's horses and all the king's men could not put Humpty Dumpty back together again. But you, O oh Lord, there is no limitation in you. You are the God who makes all things new and leaves no broken area of our lives unaddressed. You heal the surface parts, the deep parts, the desert places, and the secret places. You leave no stone unturned and no place unhealed. From our bodies to our hearts, you cover it all. Help us to receive your restoration as we study your word together. Give our hearts a Holy Ghost skelly washer. Drench us in your love and wrap us in the warmth of your presence. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You know, restoration is perhaps one of the most beautiful elements of the Holy Spirit, designed to intimately reconnect us with God. Sometimes we err, and we feel that what we have done has irreparably separated us from God. I am reminded of Peter. He was a man that loved Jesus greatly and was it was very demonstrative about it. In fact, Peter was the first to admit that Jesus was the Messiah. In Matthew 16 through I'm sorry, 16, 14 through 16, it reads that they replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But what 
about you? Jesus is asking the disciples this question. What about you? Who do you say I am? And right away, Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Peter was fierce when it came to Jesus. Remember the night Jesus was to be betrayed and the guards came to take him away? What did Peter do? Peter drew his sword, sprang it out of the sheath, and cut off the soldier's ear. Jesus healed the guard's ear and willingly went with the soldiers. Peter's love for Jesus was undeniable until, well, until it, it was denied. Peter denied Jesus. Not once, not twice, but three times. Imagine loving a person to the point of cutting off someone someone else's ear in, in their defense. This person was seeking to do Jesus harm and, and it was just instinctive in Peter to defend him. And then later, a fear takes place that causes him to deny the very person he was so readily positioned to defend. This was Peter's burden. Talk about feeling disconnected from Christ. The thoughts running through his mind must have been so overwhelming. Thoughts such as, how can you say you love Jesus and yet you deny him? How could you claim to know he's the Messiah, but not stand with him? I would suggest that Peter was having a full-fledged identity crisis and longing to be reconnected with Christ, needing restoration. Would he ever be restored? Would the, the pieces of his broken heart ever be mended? Yes, he would be restored and the pieces of his broken heart would be mended because Jesus never abandons us. Rather, he draws us out of obscurity, out of our hiding place, and he brings us into the forefront in the midst of the very people who wrote us off. Jesus had been crucified and a group had gone to the tomb to seek him out. But when they got there, they were met by an angel. And the angel told them that Christ was not there, that he had risen. And he invited them to see the place where the Lord lay. And, and they go inside and it's empty. Then in Mark 16 and 7, it reads, But go tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Go tell his disciples and Peter. Peter, the, the same Peter that denied him, the same Peter that was running and hiding in fear. Jesus wanted Peter to know that there was nothing he could do that would ever disconnect him. Not cussing and, and not denying Jesus. None of that was too big or so big that it would separate him from Christ. Romans 8, 35 says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or the sword? Peter would allow fear to coerce him into denying Jesus, a man that he knew intimately, a man whom he loved and admired, a man of principle and character. 
a man of innocence and honor. The denial was the main course, but the enemy had a second helping, and that added helping was shame. The shame was designed to reinforce this feeling of separation so that Peter would feel as though it was impossible to return to Christ. Have you ever been there? I know I have. I've done things in my life that made me feel that I had disappointed God, that I had gone so far from his, his calling on my life that coming back to him was next to impossible. Yet as I sat in my grief, as I sat in my fear, as I sat in my shame, I remember feeling that disconnection the disconnection that was caused by what I thought was being separated from God. All because of what I had done, said, thought. But in, in, in the very midst of the grief was a sweet whisper that called out, go tell my disciples and Shirley that he's going ahead of me. Christ never disconnected himself from me. He, he just went ahead of me to prepare the way, to prepare a place, a place where we would then be reunited. There was nothing that could separate me from Christ back then and to this day. There is still nothing that can place a divide between us. Romans 8, 38 and 39 reads, for I'm persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Restoration is defined as a, a process of rebuilding or reconstructing something, an item, or person from this, this broken state into a worthwhile condition. Through the restoration process, this renewed person goes from broken and deformed or useless to a place of healing and purpose. This is exactly what happened with Peter. Jesus called for his disciples and Peter. Calling Peter by name was a direct message of restoration to Peter saying, Peter, you, you're forever mine. You're ever connected. You're never separated. I'm calling you out. I'm letting you know that I'm calling my disciples and you are one of the chief of those disciples. I'm going to call you out. I'm going to separate you out by name so that you know unequivocally that you are mine and I am yours and that we are ever connected. Calling Peter by name was a forever reminder and when God calls us by name, it's the same thing. It's to remind us that no, that situation that you're sitting in is not big enough to separate you from me. It's not strong enough to separate you from me. As I reflect on my own life, I can clearly identify the moments of loving restoration over time. Yes, there were times of suffering and despair, but restoration was never far off. I love the way 1 Peter 5 and 10 describes the restoration process. And after you've suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, 
confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Did you hear that? Yeah, the suffering. Suffering's a little while. But then God's going to take his time with us. And he's going to restore us. And he's going to confirm us. See, Peter needed confirmation that he was still the Lord's. Because the thing that he had done in his mind was so big, it would it would just most definitely separate him. So, so what does Jesus do? He, he calls him out and he says, Peter. You get the disciples and Peter, let, letting Peter know you are yet one of my my disciples. I'm confirming your position in me. And then he's going to strengthen us. Because we do have those moments of weakness. Peter never meant in his heart to deny Christ. He just found himself in a weakened moment. And then after he strengthens us, he's going to establish us. That, that means to establish us to steady, to be unmovable. In a situation, so he's going to restore us after we're we're healed and we're, we're we we know that we're gods and we we know we're reconnected. Then he's going to confirm it, calling us out by name. And he's going to strengthen us to prevent those same issues for t- overtaking us in the future, and then he's going to establish us. Where might you have fallen short in your life? What event or situation caused you to feel separated from Christ? What was your reaction and response to feeling disconnected? Did you did you hide? Or did you run into the arms of Christ? What tactics did the enemy use to keep you in bondage of feeling unattached to Christ? You know, these reflective questions are not merely important to pinpoint the moment you got off course, but more essential to recognizing the point of restoration and healing. It is not the heart of Christ that we are ever separated from him. Although we hide because of shame, he will seek us out every time. Ezekiel 34, 16 states, I will seek the lost and I will bring back the strayed and I will build up the injured and I will strengthen the weak. Perhaps we have someone listening today who says, I am lost or I've strayed and and I need to be restored to my Savior. If this is you, then we want to pray for you because Christ wants you to be reconnected. Maybe there's another who says, I'm I'm not saved. I, I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior, but I sure would like to be in a relationship with a God who does not reject me, but restores me. This moment will forever be the greatest of your life as you enter into a relationship with Jesus making him your personal savior. It is a simple process to receive the redemptive and restorative power of Christ and to have it be made manifest in your life. Simply repeat after me. Father, I know that I am a sinner, but right now I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and I believe in my heart that you have raised him from the dead and through my confession I am saved and Jesus is my personal savior. Thank you for forgiving me. Teach me more about your love and how I can love others in Jesus' name. If you just prayed that prayer with us, please send us a message to TuesdayTuneUp1 at gmail.com. We would love to praise God with you and welcome you into the family of Christ. Be sure to get connected to a teaching church in your community where you can grow in the knowledge of God, be encouraged through Christian fellowship, and increase your faith. I praise God for you, and I'm so excited about your journey. Father, 
Thank you for meeting us here today and pouring out your love and restorative power on us. We are so grateful that there is no place that we can go and be separated from you and from your love. We pray for those who felt alone and disconnected from your loving hand and grace. And we ask that through restoration, they are reminded that they are yours and that you are ever present with them. Thank you, Father, for those who accepted Jesus as their personal savior. Lead and guide them in your word and wisdom through worship in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Do me a favor and go to your preferred podcast platform. Set Tuesday Tune Up as a favorite so that you'll get all of our updates when we post and tell a friend. These short series make great personal devotions as well as small group studies that are impactful, practical, and applicable to everyday living. We love you. We appreciate you. And we look forward to getting tuned up in the word of God together with you every Tuesday. Have a great day and we'll see you next week.